Welcome to Season 19, Episode 5, Powered by Huddle Analysis, offering the largest data and video library of players, teams, and leagues worldwide, and Junior Prospect Hockey League, Western Canada's newest developmental stream for student-athletes looking to take their game and study to the next level at juniorhockeyprospectleague.com. We're now happy to bring on Tim Taylor for the St. Louis Blues. We're going to talk about their 2023 draft, being a chance to really talk to them too much at the draft. So, Tim, uh, fascinating first four players that you guys chose. I don't think you could have picked four players that are more identifiable as St. Louis Blues. If I went through the draft list and go, those guys fit the St. Louis Blues. It would have been Dalibor. It would have been Otto Stenberg, Theo Lindstein, Quentin Burns. They just sort of, they fit the mold of what I envision the St. Louis Blues to be. Thoughts on uh, what the amateur staff did in acquiring those, that talent overall. Well, it was a, I mean, it was a bad situation in in the aspect that we weren't going to make the playoffs. Uh, It was almost like a a perfect storm for us because if we went on the bubble, we we wouldn't have traded our, our, our unrestricted free agents. So, uh, Doug Armstrong did a really good job identifying early, and, and uh, we we were able to to get uh, um, assets for our unrestricted free agents with the, not just having to sit there and at the end the year with us and get nothing for them. So it was really exciting going into the draft and having all those assets, and and obviously our amateur staff kind of had some time to prepare, and and, and boy did they prepare. Um, we got some really good players, as you said, we got uh, blues type players. Uh, we feel that uh, they feel every need that that we're looking for moving forward in the future for our hockey club. So. Um, we were really happy. I mean, every team says that, but uh, we were really happy with uh, what we came out of this draft with uh, every player fits a need for our organization. When you're looking at Dalibor Dvorsky right off the top, I mean, that, that's the top player you drafted. What stands out to you as the, as the main factors, the main attributes that make you think that he's going to be an excellent top six uh, forward for years to come? Well, you know what? Uh, I, I think that Dalibor is a very, very smart player. Uh, he's one step ahead of, of uh, most guys on the ice. Uh, he's a competitive uh, uh, guy. Uh, he's got a good shot. Um, you know, he's 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 quick. He's not, uh, you know, he's not lightning speed from 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 one end to another, but he's quick. And when I talk about quick, it, it's it's in using his inside outside edges, real quick inside plays. Um, he he gets his shoulder past the guy and is able to buy time to make a play. So. Um, you know, he had started out in, in Sweden and, and things didn't work on uh, as well as uh, he had liked or the ice time. Uh, so we moved him to Sudbury. They drafted him a couple of years ago. So really happy uh, over the last two weeks where he's been in his game there. He's uh, put up some numbers and uh, talking to to uh, um, the GM there. Um, they're really happy with uh, his competitive nature and, and what he's brought to the team so far. Isn't it an advantage for you guys? Because he could be in Sudbury for the year. And then if you think he's too advanced... At, for the junior level, he can go back. He can go back into Europe and play with a different pro team, and maybe retry. You know, more of a, a harder, like a harder league, other than El Svenskan. So you have some flexibility in terms of his developmental path. We we do, but you know what? Our our philosophy is now he's moved once. Uh, we don't really like to move players throughout the year. We want to get acclimated and, and and get up and running and. Um, it, we, we like to make sure that our players are stable. And, and so he's going to stay in Sudbury. Uh, no matter if he rips the, the league apart, he's going to be there. They're going to have a really good team. So uh, we feel that the, the longer run they have, it's more beneficial for him. And the bigger games uh, for him are, is going to be better for his development. So he's going to stay there in Sudbury and, and be part of the world junior team too. So he's got a lot of big games to come in the near future. Thoughts on, you know, the things that he can take on, because he's going to end up being – probably one of the like the top players of that team 
and just taken on more responsibility in a lot of different situations and put him in different situations that he normally wouldn't have had a chance to if he had been playing against pro guys in Europe. Well, you know what? It, it, the thing with, with when guys are trying to improve and, and, and further development, it, it's almost like they need to fail a little bit, right? They need to have some adversity, knowing what it's like in tough situations, tough games, and how to get through it, how they survive. And um, we again, it's all a learning experience. This 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 time over in Europe and in Sweden uh, with the, the top uh, division uh, playing elite league there, I, I think it's helped him. I think it's because it's, he he needs to understand the details in the game, and you just can't jump from from. Uh, um, one lead to another and, and have uh, all success and, and not think that it, it's helped you or deterred you. You have to make sure that you're, you're playing the right way, playing with details. And at the next level, it just gets harder and harder. So we feel that it, it, that little experience they had over there, it's going to help his game. Let's talk about Otto Stenberg because you just mentioned details. And that's the one thing that struck me in his, in his game, watching him all throughout his draft year was how detailed he was at such a young age. Normally that's, those details are really inconsistent, particularly off puck or even, you know, when he's in the offensive zone in terms of his puck support with his teammates and being in the right place and being able to make those kind of plays. Is that something that stood out to you and your staff as well when you're watching him play highly competitive, but I just, he looked like a pro at such a young age. Yeah. You know what? I, I feel like he's going to hop in the pro uh, pro game real seamlessly uh, watch him in Plymouth there at, at the uh, um, evaluation camp that Team USA ran in August. He was really good, uh, real good details. Again, and we keep bringing up details, but it's smart plays with the puck offensively and defensively. Uh, competitive kid. He's got some strength. He can skate. So uh, I, I just really think that the way he plays right now, that that, that him turning pro, uh, whether it be next year or year after, will, will be very seamless for him. Um, he, he just works hard and, and he, he doesn't uh, try and do things that, that uh, uh, he's not capable of doing. He stays with himself. But it, with that game, his parameters are, are really good. It, it's really good for a pro style. Tim, do you feel that long term he's one of those unique players in the sense he's not the biggest player, but because of his agility and his handling ability, he could potentially drive play kind of like uh, Victor Arvidsson in, in his prime? Yeah, and you know what I think that I think that he's going to be uh, such a complete player that he's not going to have the the highs and lows that some players do when they when they turn pro. I think he like just looking at him now, I predict a, a long career, and he's not going to have ninety points, but he's not going to have twenty points. He's going to be somewhere in between that forty five to, to sixty points uh, a year and be a real productive player for you, a guy you can count on in all situations. A very very reliable player. I don't generally like using player comparables when I watched him play. I just, for whatever reason, I thought of Michael Backlund, you know, out of Calgary. Kind of, there's some similarities in terms of he had, he always throughout his career had the ability to play in a two hole or a three hole and be really versatile in a lot of different situations. It's almost like a safety blanket for the coaching staff when things are getting a little chaotic. They throw a somebody like Otto Stenberg over the boards to settle things down. Yeah, and I, I think that Otto's more of like a, a polished backland. You know, backland had a little bit of struggle when he first came in. I, I think that where where uh, um, Otto is now, he's a polished backland. Where 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 backlands end up in his career as being a really good two way player, guy you can count on offensively and, and big draws. I think Otto is almost there now. Not not in that same ass breath of, of being an NHL player, but I think he's a little bit ahead of backland where he is now. When you when you look at Otto, do you feel that he's accelerated the most out of? out of your uh, your prospect pool in terms of where he is to where you think he can he can be an impact player? Yeah, you know what? I, I think that, that I, when you say that, like Dvorsky has a huge high-end ceiling. He can keep going, right? He, he's such a skilled player. 
Uh, and I think Otto, as you say, is a pretty polished player already and, and, and very uh, uh, good with uh, uh, thinking uh, within the game, knowing if there's two minutes left, five minutes left in, in games and, and where to put pucks and, and, and playing safe and when he could take chances. So I would say he's a little more polished. And I, I think at the end of the day, uh, he, you just know what you're getting automatically out of him. Yeah, from that standpoint, that just makes asset management so much. It just gives us a comfort level as well for your general manager, knowing that you have there's guys that you've drafted that have that high floor. And I know a lot of people talk about high ceiling, but you know, the, I have a great appreciation for guys who have a really high floor because they're just for you, it's just reliable. And you could check off a box and there's comfort level in that. Yeah. And, and, and you know, at the end of the day, as we just keep saying, it, you know exactly what you're getting already. You don't have to hope and wish for, for, for it to come. It's there already. And if you just polish his game up a little bit more, uh, his ceiling will get a little higher. We're going to take a short break on Hockey Prospect Radio. We come back, we'll continue to talk about the St. Louis Blues prospects right after this.